What is going on, guys? Before we dive into this incredible episode, I just wanted to give you uh, this little update in the Chronicles of Kate. If you guys did not know, we are holding our retreat this year, October 1st, but I have a plot twist because I want to be able to give you guys the experience as well. So I am holding an open to the public seminar October 1st in Dallas, Texas. I will leave the link to all of the details below. I would love for you guys to go ahead and join us there, but also send or share it with a friend. There will also be a streaming option for you so that you can go ahead and enjoy all the things, even if you can't make it. But I would love to see you guys in person and connect I will also be taking a select handful of people uh, to a VIP exclusive dinner with myself and the speakers of the seminar, and I won't drop those people just yet, but you can follow along on the Team Level Up and my personal page to get all of the details as soon as it drops. So I hope you guys are having an awesome day, and I really, really hope I'll see you there. Welcome back uh, to another episode of the Fit Shit Podcast. I'll be honest I've thought about rebranding this a thousand times, mostly because I really just enjoy conversations and they might not all be fitness oriented. They might be intellectually. Uh, They might be with people that have different views than I do that I want to understand. And so I can't tell you where it's going to go, but I will tell you there's likely going to be a rebranding. So for those of you that listen religiously, just know that there's going to be more content, uh, but it's not just going to be nutrition training, that shit. Um, While that's great and fantastic, uh, I have other other fish to fry as far as bigger concepts for me selfishly uh, that I want with people that are more successful than I am or just have more knowledge than I do in different industries. So uh, just so you know what is to come. But today we have the Candice Wimmerly. So uh, Candice, uh, if you don't know who she is, she is one of my clients uh, and she's just an incredible human. She's had an incredible journey. And I'm very excited to dive into her story with nutrition because it was after a year of working together that she let me know that when she started, she lied about (laughs) knowing how to track macros um, because she didn't want to feel stupid. So I'm excited to dive into her journey and experience with food, with competing, with coming out of competing and all the mindset things that she struggled to work through, but we've grown through together. So Candice, please introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm Candice. Like she said, I've been a, a, um, working with Kate um, for about three years. We started in like 2019, going into 2020, the, the year of all things crazy. Um, yeah, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for about 12 years. I'm a mom. My son just turned 16 um, and I am engaged to be married. All the life wins, but she's also one of my awesome nerds, if you guys have followed me, you guys know that I am very passionate about education. I know a lot of people shit on it, but I do believe that knowledge is power. However, I don't necessarily believe you have to go through the educational system. However, with different jobs, it is actually very important to have a degree uh, that qualifies you in order to do that responsibly. So Candace is also in school working towards her RD uh, because she has lots of passion around understanding nutrition as she's gone through her own nutrition journey. So let's start there. If we rewind to before we were working together, I remember you coming to me like, hey, I kind of prepped myself for this shit uh, and I don't know what I was doing, so I need your help. <laughs> hey, so um, yeah, I prepped myself for 2019. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea how to prep. I only knew about it because of 
people's pages who I followed on Instagram. That is how I found out about bodybuilding in the first place. I found someone's page and they had a nice sparkly bikini and I was like, yes, I would love to do that. Absolutely. So I took it upon myself to um, try and attempt that. And um, yeah, I ended up doing, I ended up doing like three hours of cardio every single day for about a month to like get all this extra weight off to get ready for my show. And I was basically starving. And I mean, starving, um, no carbs, no, I mean, as little as possible, no carbs, no fats, no anything. That was the only way that I knew that I, that I could lose weight for this show. So I yeah, I half-assed prepped myself and almost died in the process. And I was like, yeah, there's absolutely no way that I can do that like that again. I need some help. <laughs> so that's when I stopped okay. Didn't you hire a coach that like ghosted you? Like there was a show. Absolutely. So I, so, okay. So, <laughs> so it started with this challenge. It was a new year's challenge. And the winners of the challenge were supposed to receive um, free coaching that would, you know, I guess, transition into preparing you for a show. And so that was my opportunity. I'm like, okay, great. This is the perfect way for me to get ready for this show. I'll start off with this coaching, and we're just going to coast our way on into that thing. And yeah, I did like um, two check-ins and never heard from them, never got a response for either check-in and was like, what the fuck? I am somebody who is like determined. Once I have my mindset, that's it. My mind is set. So I decided to prep myself after I was ghosted. And that's how we ended up in the the, the three hours and starving ourselves. Yeah. That is ridiculous. And I hate, uh, I don't like to use the word hate, but I strongly despise. I didn't know that this was a thing, but like, I'm, we're going nice. to we're gonna have to submit this to fucking goob and just be like, do you know these people? Like, I wonder if that's something they do because people recently, like if you guys are interested in health and fitness and online coaching, just proceed with caution. Um, and we've seen a lot of people that will pay for coaching, especially like free giveaways or like low entry fee or like one free month that you pay for something or whatever. And then you do that and they ghost you and you, they, there's nothing. They're just literally just taking people's money, which is um, fucking infuriating to be quite frank. Say what? I said, that's basically what was happening. Um, um, after the challenge was over, we set up a, a nice little system for like a, I think it was supposed to be like a 16 week prep. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I did the two check-ins. The money came out of my account for that first month and I never heard anything else. I wasn't going to keep sending check-ins. <laughs> so I um, reached out to the coach. I didn't get a response and I had no idea like I, like I said I didn't know anything about bodybuilding they were a bodybuilder so I, I wasn't sure of the process or how it was supposed to go I, I didn't know but I knew what I wasn't going to do is let them take more money out of my account without having a response the first time so I discontinued the the payment and just kept doing my own thing like based off of little videos and stuff that I will see on YouTube based off of other like coaches trying to like guide myself it was horrible it was absolutely well, this is horrible. actually a super good point do not follow shit you see on social media. 
that is not going to work for you. Like, but seriously, the, the number of people that I see that will just follow along some Instagram influencer or someone they look up to or aspire to be like the foods that they eat, the workouts that they do, like, and they think they're going to look the same. And the truth is you will never look like the person that you are envious of because genetically you do not have that along with dieting history, metabolism. I mean, there's so many things. So it's like, you can totally really look at someone and be inspired. Like, I think that's awesome. But I also find it incredibly reckless for people to just go, oh yeah, just do what I do. And I know some people, no, not at this point, I know many people that will either go through their own transformation or go through a contest prep. And then all of a sudden they're like, I'm now taking clients. And I'm like, with what knowledge? Because you worked like even past clients, like you worked with me. I know the questions that you had to ask me. I know you don't know what you're doing. And now you're taking somebody else's health into your hands. Like for me, and obviously if you guys know me, like one of our core values is integrity. And I'm like, with integrity, how do you take somebody's money when you aren't qualified to help them? I don't know. But like the fact that you even paid somebody and then they just didn't, did they ever follow up with you? Never, not one time. Never heard from them again. Wow. I'm very interested. You'll have to send me the details on this um, human team, person, whatever, whatever it is. Um, but so let's dive in. So when Candace came to me, obviously I was like, we're not fucking doing this. Like that's a no. Um, so oh oh my gosh. That was, that was my main reason for like wanting to work with you. I remember I reached out and um, was like, yeah, I'm ready to prep for another show. And you were like, when was your last show? And I'm like, oh, like two months ago. You're know, like, okay, um, you know, do you have a cycle? No. Um, well, what are your macros at? And I'm like, I wasn't really sure. And you're like, okay, so once you get your biofeedback in a good place and you're in a good place nutritionally, then let's let's try and take that road again, that getting ready for prep road. That is what really made me like, you know what? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna listen to you. I'm gonna chill the fuck out. I'm gonna get my shit together and I'll be back because clearly you know what you're talking about. That yeah, is what made me work with you. The fact that you did not let me prep when I wasn't ready. Yeah, and I think that that's super important. That's also one of the hardest conversations I repeatedly have with people. It's like, you are genuinely, not only physiologically fucked up from that amount of restriction, but psychologically fucked up from that level of restriction, whether it's, because the bodybuilding is a beautiful sport and I really like to preface it this way because it is a beautiful sport when done correctly and responsibly, I would say. But on the other side of the coin, it is so binary in thinking. It's like you checked the box or you didn't. You ate the meal plan or you didn't. You did the cardio or you didn't. This food is good. This is off limits. You need to eat in this, this level of restriction and restraint. It's not a lifestyle application. And so when you get into that and you do it every year and you can't, you won't allow yourself to gain any weight because all of a sudden your, your psyche it sees you shredded. It's very hard to come out of that and see a healthy body because you think now you have ridiculous amounts of body fat or you're, I hate when people say fluffy, whatever it is, like you just psychologically and with the lens in which you perceive yourself are used to seeing yourself shredded. And once you've seen yourself that lean, it's very hard to objectively look at your body and go, I'm healthy now. Because relative to the leanness in which you achieve to step on stage, it feels like you've really shifted on the other side of the pendulum, but that's not actually what happens again, coming out of a show responsibly. So I really want you to dive into, you know, that experience initially and like, just kind of take us through your journey in bodybuilding okay. or contest prep, or even in life and like the mentality around that too. Okay. Um, so after that, 
um, crappy prep that I put myself through. Um, being that I didn't know how to prep, I definitely did not know how to reverse. So needless to say, reverse dieting was non-existent that first prep. And your girl was in school. I, I was in nursing school at the time, for, going for my RN. And it was towards the end of school. So my entire class knew that I was prepping for the show and that I had done this show. And so afterwards, we were going to have, we did have this huge party with all the cake and all the cookies and all the everything to celebrate my show. And I ate it all, all the cake, all the cookies, all the donuts, all the pies, all the everything for days and days and days. I could not stop eating. I just kept eating and eating. And as a result, my I'm pretty sure my system, my body rejected all the stuff that I had had. I hadn't had any of that stuff for months. Like I said, I was starving myself, which I didn't know. So I hadn't had any of that stuff, none of it at all. And immediately my entire body just instantly swelled up from head to toe. Everything was swollen to the point where I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. Um, I was getting Lasix from work to try and flush out the water from being so swollen. I had started drinking so much water and going through this whole cycle of running, 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 restricting myself, doing the same, the nice little hamster wheel, just the spinning and spinning and spinning and getting nowhere. That was the first show. Then I did the prep with Kate. And after that year of prep, we did our reverse. And I was so afraid, so, so, so afraid that what I did before was going to be a repeat. But thank God, thank God, while working with you, I learned to track my macros. Yes, I lied. Yes. <laughs> and made up a thought. I still like, can't believe I, that. Oh, I'll just make this shit up. 250 sounds good. 60 fat, that sounds like a good amount of fat. 150, sure. Put those numbers in there. <laughs> so coming out of that, after I had actually learned to track my macros and understanding how to put together an appropriate meal, that reverse was nothing like my first one. And I mean, absolutely nothing. It was, I was, mine was blown. I, the amount of weight that I gained got back up to the, um, like damn near the same amount that I had, but the body composition, just mind blowing. Is my point. And since then I was hooked. That was my main reason for wanting to actually start working with you. I wanted to understand how my body worked nutritionally appropriately, not thinking shit and doing wrong shit. So, and this yeah. is a big, I mean, I just want to point out the emphasis there really is not on the scale. Um, and I know a lot of women really get caught up in this, but one thing I really love about Candace, um, and I do find this is a rare trait, especially with women. She prefers herself to be quote unquote fuller. That's what she would say. Okay. I like a fuller look. I don't like to be lean. I don't like to be skinny. I don't like, and she doesn't mean that to any competitor, like in a derogatory manner, but she prefers her physique to feel fuller, to have a little bit more meat on her. And it's really exciting when I get to work with somebody like that, because a lot of times post-show people overemphasize their value within their physique. And I'm very good at screening people before a show, telling them, hey, like, 
we can't get lost in the sauce and focus on the validation, focus on the double taps, focus on everybody else and what they think of you and the comments that people will start to make about the weight that you've lost and like all of those things, because none of that is applicable to your value as a human, right? And anybody that loves you, loves you for who you are, not how much you weigh, or if you have an oblique line or not. And so I think it's just really important to ground yourself in the fact that your body is a representation of you. And obviously the way that you treat it will reflect in the way that your body looks, right? You can tell somebody that is an endurance runner versus somebody that runs or sprints or someone that does powerlifting versus somebody that does body, but like you can tell them physically based on what their endeavors look like, their body composition responds to that. So yes, your body is a reflection of you and your habits, but it does not say how worthy you are or what value you provide to other people. It literally is just a physical representation of the things that you do, not who you are. And so being able to separate that initially is really important to me. And I do emphasize that when people come to me to compete, I actually spend most of the call trying to talk them out of it. And because if you are going to compete, you need to be all the fucking way in. And I mean, all the way in, right? You can't half step because this is what happens repeatedly is people do not bring their best and then they are frustrated, but they reflect and they want to try to spot reduce in the last four weeks. We can't do that. And if you aren't adherent and you aren't executing with excellence every single day with the most effort that you could possibly put in there, you are not going to get to the outcome in which you want. And then you're going to step up there going, well, I wonder if I really hit my meal plan and hit my macros consistently, what I would look like me fucking too. And so if you're not in the place where you can really do that, then you're better off going, Hey, I don't think I'm ready for that commitment. I'd rather do a lifestyle cut and like, see if I can do that. And that's fucking awesome. Like there is no, I'm better than you because I compete thing. Like, I don't like that lifestyle. People will look at competitors and go, Oh, that's a bucket list thing. I could never do that. I'm like, yeah, you could. You just got to learn a lot more about nutrition. We got to break some beliefs that you have around why you don't believe you can do that, right? And then we have to really incorporate some strong mental fortitude because it only gets amplified stressors, food cravings, whatever it is, right? That shit becomes amplified in a contest prep. And so building that with a person before you prep them, I think is very important. And the fact that we also could learn how the fuck do you come out of a show? Why is that so important? Right. And so you can talk a little bit about just like that whole thing, like comparisons, because I know a lot of people go off the rails after their first show. It is normal. Um, And I don't want to context that like, it's fine if you blow the fuck up. Like, no, it's not because most people will then become estrogen dominant or whatever it might be. Right. And so it's like, you don't know what you don't know, but when you do know, you need to do better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every, so um, we have, done two seasons together and last reverse was completely different from the current reverse which is actually extremely surprising for me I know everyone says that no reverse is the same no two preps are the same um yeah there are not this prep was different and I mean completely different from the last one and the reverse was completely different from the last one um Like you were saying, the cravings after are like a, like your mind has been taken over by this this hungry little monster and it just wants to eat and eat and eat without telling you to stop. And you can't control it. You can't control it and there's nothing that you can do to stop it. 
you just keep going and keep going and keep going. And I remember, <laughs> I remember literally sitting in my um in my kitchen. I used to order these cookies. Yeah. So first of all, never have I ever wanted cookies, sweets, candy, any anything like that. I've never been that type of person to eat candy, to eat cookie, cake, sweets, donuts until I started contest prep. Not to say that that's bad. That's just to show you how deep, how deep, how deep you dig to get stage lean and how your body responds to that after that, after you, you know, complete that process. Um, I've never been anybody who wanted anything like that. And now, <laughs> like I said, thanks to being able to appropriately track my food, I know what not to eat or how much to control, like, the amount of stuff that I'm eating. Before, I would have literally eaten the whole little box of cookies that I had, all six, seven, eight cookies in one sitting. But now we have learned that that's just dumb as fuck. You don't do that. So like I said, I've learned to control my portions and enjoy the things that I do like, like the cookies and cakes in moderation and not to go fucking ham. And I do have a rule with my competitors and I do tell them, do not order a bunch of fucking shit. Keep it in your freezer and think that you're not going to want those things, right? I really try to encourage people to stay away from that because what happens towards the end of a contest prep is because psychologically your animal brain is like, we are way too lean. We cannot bear children, right? This is not what you are designed to do. So therefore we really need to drive the desire to eat, especially highly palatable foods. So when people think, and they demonize foods, right? They're usually either against carbs or against fats. I will tell you highly palatable foods are a combination of both, right? Cakes, cookies, processed sugars, processed desserts, like shit like that, right? Very easy to eat. They're very calorie dense and they are delicious and they trigger that dopamine response to keep eating. And so once you have a bite for a lot of people, if you have not pre-portioned it out and you're in a situation where you are in control of your logical self, removed from that, you can find yourself in the deep freezer having every fucking cookie in front of you or in 17 peanut butter jars, right? And then that's where you get into that spiral of, I don't know what happened. I blacked out. I didn't realize what I was doing and I couldn't stop and like all of that. And again, I don't want to normalize it, but the context of this is because you have engaged in starvation, right? We have decided to do this as a choice. Right. And so on that, your body is designed to protect you. Your physiology is designed to protect you, to keep you fertile, to have you reproduce, especially as women. And men struggle with this too, because again, like they get very, very fucking lean. So it's, it's on both sides, but understanding the adaptation process can allow you to go, okay, my animal brain is like so fucking food focused. I'm really, really hungry right now. And I'm not competing anytime soon. We can talk about this. And then you can start to validate very poor decisions. Right, Candace? Absolutely. <laughs> so um, this improvement, Stephen, is a very extended one. Um, because I'm going back to school and just to reset and refocus, there's nothing wrong with putting your focus elsewhere. We, we did two seasons of prep. That's good. Now it's time to put that energy and focus into education and that is exactly what we are doing. So with that plan in mind, my mindset was, well, 
since I won't be getting on stage for about two or three years, I can really eat more food because I'll have a lot more time to lose the weight. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do that. What I basically did during that process was lose sight of my goals, lose sight of the whole reason as to why I started um, working out in the first place, even before competing. The reason I wanted to work out was to better my health, was to um, get rid of the whole, like in my family, we have um, a lot of history of high blood pressure, diabetes. Um, so the main reason I wanted to get my nutrition in check was so that I didn't have to deal with any of that, um, any of those issues, any of the cardiovascular issues, any of the diabetes, any of the high blood pressure. And the best way to naturally manage that is through diet and exercise. That is originally why I wanted to lose weight. Now, somewhere along the line, we lost sight of that and the foods that we chose to consume did not align with that goal at all in any way shape or form and that was basically because i felt like i had time i felt like i had a lot of time to if i did put on weight i could take the weight off or because i'm not competing soon who the fuck cares if i gain all this weight after the show i won't be competing for a long time it doesn't matter yeah no we had to get back on track and we had to get sight of those goals and bring it bring it back together it was only sabotaging myself in the worst ways and i mean the worst ways so we took some time to think about that thing and now we are we are mentally where we should be making um decisions and holding ourselves accountable so that we we keep our the goal that i originally started with we keep that goal going yeah. And that's the bigger picture. And I think this is where I see a lot of competitors get lost. Right. And I actually had a call with a girl and I won't drop her name, but she, um, she competed and her way of fixing that was getting back into a contest prep. So it's like, I'm coming out, I'm going to take time off. Oh, I went too far. Now I need to go back into a contest prep to fix this. And it's this really vicious cycle of forgetting why you started in the first place. And for her, she was also someone who started a very similar position. It's like, I just want to get healthy. And she had gone through fat loss. She'd gone through a reverse. She had done very well um, under a different coach at a different time in her life. Um, and then all of a sudden she wanted to do this competing thing when she was eating plenty. She was maintaining her weight. She loved the way she looked. She was super healthy. Like she had done the job, right? And so this is why I urge people just to proceed with caution with contest prep. Again, I love the sport. It is beautiful. Um, I have a lot of respect for it, but it does not mean that you are not healthy or fit or valued or anything if you choose not to engage in that endeavor, right? Because it can be very destructive in a, for a person with that type of mindset, right? It was for me. I'm very all or nothing. I'm very, I'm going to do the hard shit right? I'm built by this, like blah, 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 right? That was like my ego screaming at me after playing divisional basketball. It's like, you got to do something elite, right? And so it's like, that was easy for me to buy into because that was my background. That was how I identified myself. I was like, I am an athlete. I am an extreme athlete, right? So what is the next endeavor that is very extreme that would also allow me to continue to be an athlete, right? And validate it as one. And so it was an identity issue. And I see this a lot with other people, whether it's, oh, well, I got, you know, everyone loves how I look now and I've lost all this weight. But if I stop losing weight, are they going to stop valuing me? What's the next bucket list thing? What's the next big check mark? Um, and you don't have to do that. And I will say 
competing is not healthy. Competing is not healthy. <laughs> competing is not healthy. It downregulates just about everything internally that helps you lose body fat and maintain natural metabolic health, number one. Reproductive health, number two. In your brain, number three. Most competitors at some level, especially when you get shredded, are very neurotic, like very high in neuroticism. And it's because they're so anxious. Their bodies are like, we're starving. We need something, right? And it can drive up that nature. Again, everything gets very amplified in that context. And so when you know that your goals are, or maybe it was a reflection of, I've now identified myself as a competitor and I'm not competing for a long time, right? That level of insecurity can drive self-sabotaging behavior. And so even in context of the future goal, which you know that you have, and you know, logically, if you think about it, you're like, I have so much more value outside of when I compete. But you also, knowing the deadline is extensive, knowing that you have all this time, it's also like, well, I can kind of self-sabotage here along the way because I'll just diet it off and I'll be fine. And then you start to actually engage in habits that don't serve you in the things that you promise to follow through with on yourself in the first place. Yeah, that's that's what really made me like, okay, Candace, you need to get your shit together because this, this, the behaviors that you are doing, this is this is it's ridiculous. This is it's not normal behavior, first of all. To be in a cabinet looking for food all the time, that's not normal. Okay. So yeah. You just so have to find a reflecting on that. Way. Where do you think that that really came from? Um, I honestly think it came from just the thought of not having to compete anytime soon and using that opportunity to get off my diet and say, fuck the diet and just fuck everything on top of that like stress it's like you were saying life stress just stress from work stress from planning uh, a union just stress and just like fuck it i'm just gonna eat all this shit and i'll deal with the shit later and tomorrow the more shit comes and fuck it i'll just eat this shit and deal with that shit later but you can't keep doing that it's just like a a, a cycle a never-ending cycle that is beneficial for nobody for nobody at all. And I really had to sit back and look at the behaviors that I was I was having. It was it was actually very weird to sit back and and kind of like run through my brain and go over everything like, okay, Candice, what is what is this that you're doing that you didn't used to do? What is this that you're doing that you didn't used to do? Why is it that you're doing this? Let's sit back, let's think about it, let's reevaluate, let's start over. Let's start over. So one, there's nothing wrong with starting over. We've started over like um, <laughs> seven times this reverse. And I really want to point that out. A lot of people are like, oh, I messed up. And so fuck it. I'll just keep going. I'm, I've already fucked up. So let's just keep going. You're going to fuck up. I'm, I'm, you're going to fuck up. I'm sorry. You're going to fuck up. Ain't nobody perfect. We're human. You are going to fuck up. The important thing is to not keep fucking up. Realize what it is that you are fucking up in and fix shit so you can get back on track. Absolutely. And like one of the big things initially was like your school schedule. And I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll give you permission to kind of be a little lax. But then it started to run away. And I was like, Candace, you got to do cardio, dude. Like, it's just good for your heart health, right? We got to move. And then I was like, all right, Candace, 
we can't keep having days where we're eating 500 carbs. Like we've got to reel that shit in. Right. <laughs> um, like, I'm like, we just like, I need you to do it. And I would nudge you, but I knew, especially when you're like, it's stress. And I'm like, all right, well, we're coping with food. We're not actually hungry at this point. There's literally no way. Um, your body oh, at some oh, point I, will revert. Why are you doing that? Why the fuck were you doing that? Why the fuck were you doing that? It was so stupid. But like you said, it, it, I, I remember that time period too. I would come home. I had just started my classes. I would come home and I would sit here. And as soon as I would start the assignment and I answered that question and the next question came up, I'd be like, okay, okay. I need to get up and go into the kitchen. I would get up, go in the kitchen. Why are you in the kitchen? Let's come back and sit down. Okay. I'd answer this question, go through those sets of questions and then get on the discussion board and have the discussion with the classroom. And I'm like, okay, it's enough of that. Let's go. It was like a back and forth. I would literally sit down at the computer to do work and then get up and go eat. Come back and sit down at the computer to do work and get up and go eat. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I remember, I remember <laughs> telling you, I remember telling you, I want you to take your shit and get out of your house and do your work. I remember telling you that because I knew I was like, you are just doing it because you're either stressed or you're bored, but it's not that you're hungry. I was like, so you are eating plenty. We're going to pack this shit up. Wasn't hungry. It was the craziest thing. Like, literally full to the point where you can't eat anything else or put anything else in my mouth and I would still fucking eat I was not hungry I don't understand what's going on it was just it was horrible it was absolutely horrible experience but a learning one so I'm glad I went through it don't want to do it again but I'm glad I did yeah and that's what I always say to people is like once you know better you can do better and if you choose not to do better then you also have to weigh the pros and cons and the consequences and accept what's on the other side of that choice because once you know that you're engaging in something that does not serve the person that you say you want to be, then you have a choice to make on whether you continue to engage in that activity or you say, this is going to suck because I have this habit and I want to break it. And in order to break a habit, you will have to go through a lot of resistance, a lot of it. I tell this to every new client, whether they work with me or somebody else, you are going to fuck this shit up massively because you don't know, right? You have to give yourself permission to gain knowledge. Once you gain the knowledge, if you continue to do what you've been doing, then you are actively choosing to stay as you are. And you always have the power to change that, but change is never fucking easy. And so you have to understand that there's going to be a high level of resistance to engage in a new activity that you aren't currently doing because you would be different if you were doing those things, right? You would not be where you are if you had already done all these things. And so it's understanding that there is stuff that you're gonna have to do that you don't want to. That's why I hate when people talk about motivation. Great, I'm not fucking motivated all the time. I'm just being honest. But sometimes you just have to go, hmm, what am I gonna be proud of accomplishing today? Not what do I want to accomplish today? And when you can phrase it that way, it's like, okay, every day I wake up and I say this and it, some people might think it's stupid, but I'm like, what future tomorrow am I going to create today? Because today is the only day that I have to actively move in the direction in which I want to travel. And so every decision that I make, whether it's my training, my nutrition, right now it's a lot of fucking business shit. It's like, if I put my energy into those things, I have to be moving the needle forward. I have to be. Like, even if it feels like nothing's happening, something has to be fucking happening because I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So now you're at a point where we went from not knowing anything about nutrition to moving forward to get your RD. Right. And so what is it about nutrition that just really excited you to want to pursue that type of knowledge? So, okay. The main thing was wanting to teach my fellow minorities that 
they don't have so every time that I've introduced my story to somebody and they've people who personally know me, oh my gosh, you lost so much weight. You must not eat. Da, 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 da. Why do you think that? Why do you think that? Why do you think I don't eat this? Or why do you think I don't eat that? Or why do you think I'm not allowed to have this? And I understand why, because the internet said it, because the internet says all that dumb shit. So I understand why, but that's my goal. My goal is to educate people that believe that you have to restrict your meals or restrict the way that you eat in order to see success or in order to be successful with dieting. Um, that was my main thing. I wanted to, and it really started with my mom to just teach her like, Hey, you know, you can still enjoy this stuff. You just need to maybe prepare it a different way. That was my main thing. I really just wanted to better understand like also how the body processes the food that you're eating, the different times that the food is digested and what it turns into, into your body and how that transforms into your training and how it all is like this one huge big picture I don't know why it just like just really really caught my attention and the next the class that we have coming up next is um biochemistry food biochemistry when I tell you I'm so fucking excited like I am so fucking excited to know whatever the fuck is going to be happening with the biochemistry of food never even knew that was a thing Honey, I can't wait to take this class. Oh, biochem is one of my favorites. Like I said, you, you're the fact that you have passion behind it and a big purpose, right? And like, I have no doubt that. I mean, I already know what the future holds. So, like, I'm, I'm gonna shut up. But there's a lot of impact that will be made by Candice, and I'm just, uh, I'm excited for for what she's doing in the pursuit of her own knowledge. And again, like this girl lied to me about knowing what the fuck a macro was. <laughs> and now she's getting into micros and vitamins and minerals. So and all that shit. Bad. Like I wanted you, I wanted to work with you so bad. And I knew that you um, counted macros. I'm like, fuck, I don't know what, I don't fucking know. Fucking 250. That, sure. Sounds good. I'm eating 250 carbs. I thought it was a lot. I'm like, hell yeah. And I, I think I told you it was like 55. I don't even remember what it was. I just made this shit up. Whatever numbers I thought sounded good. That is how bad I wanted to work with you because I knew that in the process of working with you, I would learn all that shit. So I did, I, fuck it, I don't care what, what is the initial stuff. Just let me know. I just want to learn. <laughs> I just wanted to learn. And how much would you say you've learned over the last few years? Oh, Jesus. I have learned so much. Listen. <sighs> If I had known what I knew now, I wouldn't need a coach. So, honey, you think you know, but you have no fucking idea. And I mean, that is some real shit. Just listening to the internet. You think you know, but you have no fucking idea. No fucking idea. I thought that, like most people, like most people I meet today, I thought that, um all carbs were bad um all fats were bad there were the only good fats were uh peanut butter and avocado um and protein was pretty much all the meat so needless to say <laughs> we've learned a whole lot no i no longer think carbs are bad i understand that food their food has no you, food does, isn't inherently good or bad. It's the choices that you make and how much of whatever it is that you're eating versus how much you're putting out. It's just simple as that. It really is. And people want to make it so fucking complicated. 
That's why I get so frustrated. I'm like, you're worrying about the 1%, the half a percent, right? When you have it- yeah, I will say this, the main thing that, that really helped me, okay, so when you're tracking your macros and that whole, if it fits your macros thing, yeah, I was one of those people because for such a long time, I didn't, there was so many um, foods and snacks. Like I said, I didn't eat because I thought they were bad. And so once I was introduced to macros and learning to count my macros, I would start putting all this shit that I never even used to fucking eat, but simply because it fit my macros. Oh, hey, Pop-Tart, sure. Let's go ahead and plug that thing in and the main thing to take away with learning to track your macros is understanding the nutrition behind it, understanding um, the appropriate meal size, the appropriate contents of a meal, protein, carbs, and fats. Not that I can eat a Pop-Tart and still meet my goals because you fucking can't. You can't eat a Pop-Tart and still meet your goals. I promise. I tried it. You will still look good, but you're not going to look as good as you would have had you stuck to something nutrient dense. So in my whole learning to count the macros, don't eat the cookies because it fits your macros eat the nutrient dense foods that help you get to the goal that you are wanting to get to that help you accomplish your goal that helps you get to the place where you want to be that's what i learned about the macros it's not just about eating shit that fits eat shit that makes sense for your body eat shit that makes sense for your health boom mic job good footage um but no i'm excited uh and it's interesting too because your entire perspective and relationship with food has changed, right? I'm sure before we even worked together that you were probably down in the Southern comfort of all the foods, you know, and, um, man, listen, when I, <laughs> I have had to have so many different, different variations of foods that I like macaroni and cheese, honey, listen, the way that mama make macaroni and cheese is not healthy for nobody. And just all that, all that nice Southern food, learning different ways to make it macro friendly and I won't even say macro friendly just healthier just healthier a lot of the foods that you know down south is heavy 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 in fat heavy 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 in carbs there's nothing wrong with eating it you just need to know how much of it you're eating there's nothing wrong with eating the shit just eat the shit understand how much of it you are eating and make sure that it aligns with the goals that you currently have at that time so if anybody tells you that you can't eat something, this is what I like to tell people. And I genuinely believe this is true. And I, I practice this in my relationships now as well. If you can't tolerate it for a day, if you can't stick to it for a day, there's no fucking way you're going to be able to stick to it for a decade, right? And if you can't do it for a decade, there's no point in doing it for a fucking day. So when I think about the way that I eat, when I think about the way that I exercise, like right now with my business, if I have to put this much energy into my business for the next decade that I know I need to train three days a week. I can sustain that. So right now, three days a week, I can do it today. I can do it for a decade. And so it's like, if your relationships, if you can't tolerate that bitch for a decade, best not date her for a day, right? Or dude, whoever you're with, right? Not mine to judge, even friends, right? And so I think it's just understanding that if you can't train and eat and cardio and all of that shit for the next decade of your life, don't fucking think that it's worth your time to do it for a day. Nobody wants to look great in a bikini for a day, but I bet you, I bet you want to look, I bet you want to look great in a bikini for the next 10 years of your life. So why not commit to maybe shorter rates of weight loss 
but better body composition, better relationship with food, better relationship with yourself and achieve the goals that you want and understand how to maintain that, right? That is where the magic happens. When you do fitness because it fits your life and you enjoy it, not because you're punishing yourself or you feel like you have to hit this extreme goal or you have to do all these fucking things to just be validated by other fucking people. Because at the end of the day, most people are like, well, I want to look good because they see me this way. How the fuck do you see you? Do you like you? Do you think you look good? If not, why the fuck does it matter what anybody else thinks? Or if you do, why the fuck does it matter what anybody else thinks? That's the preach. This is the shit that I just get hype about. So anywho, um, no, Candace is going to be a bright light. I will kind of mic drop that potentially by the fall end of the year, regardless, she'll probably be taking clients at level up. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going through some of her training now, and I'm very excited about that opportunity and what she's going to be able to do. So uh, thank you, Candice, for coming on. And if you have any like big takeaways, punchlines, things that you really want people to take away from your journey, drop it. Um, be true to yourself. Be true to your goals. Don't get lost in the fucking sauce. That's it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm proud of you. I'm excited for what's next. And as always, the best is yet to come.